What's up, copy chiefs? If you're listening to my voice right now, I bet you'd like to know how you can join Copy Chief. And if you go to the website right now, you'll see that there is a waiting list. But guess what? I've got something special for you for being a Copy Chief Radio listener. When you go to copychiefradio.com right now, you'll be able to skip the line and join us all inside Copy Chief. So head on over to Copy Chief Radio right now and you can skip the line and join us. This program is brought to you by thepodcastfactory.com. You are listening to Copy Chief Radio. Welcome back, Chiefs, to another edition. Here is your man, Mr. Kevin Rogers. Hey, Jonathan. What's up, brother? Good to be back. And uh, good to welcome back our 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 um, most repeated guest for a damn good reason. It's the Abby Woodchuck. What's that's right? The reigning champ. What's up, Abby? <laughs> hey, how are you guys doing? Good. Love hanging awesome. out on Copy Chief. Yeah, man, it's so cool to have you again. And you know, it's just like, man, you 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 do. I love how you um, you're always thinking of how you can help people, uh, especially since you and I both have, are in this interesting position now of going from so many years of freelancing, looking to land the gig. And now we're often in a position where we need to hire. And so yeah. this happened to you recently uh, where you were, and I'll let you kind of describe the scenario, but you were cool enough to put together a list of 11, which I'm sure could be 30, <laughs> 11 reasons why freelancers are kind of blowing the gig. And yeah. that's what so- we're going to talk about. Sure. Yeah. So I, um, yeah, like you said, I'm, I'm growing my business. So I needed to hire some writers for support. Um, and I interviewed a whole bunch of writers, a a little over a dozen writers. And I saw some mistakes that I thought to myself, nobody will ever tell them that this is why they didn't Mm -hmm. get the gig. You know, this is, these are, these are really basic things that, that no, no client's going to come back and be like, I was going to hire you, but uh, <laughs> you you did this one thing that turned me off. You, you just won't hear anything. And I thought, you know, I would have killed when I started out in this business to have just a couple clients to say to me, you know, I just want to let you know, I thought you were great, but you really screwed up the interview. So um, so I thought maybe I'd, I'd give that to some of the writers that, that didn't get it and, and help maybe grow their career a little bit. So. Yeah, no, it's super cool. You so you posted these in Copy Chief. Everybody's been really appreciative, and what's it's interesting because it's a little awkward, which is always makes things better as far as I'm concerned. But you know, most of the people you interviewed came from within the community, um, and as mu- as hard as we try to help everybody show up proper, you know, inevitably people are still making mistakes. And so, essentially, you wrote an article about people who are going to be reading it and yeah. telling, telling them and others not to do what they're doing. Yeah, I was super I, nervous I, about posting it. I think I actually emailed you ahead of time and was like, is this cool? Cause I, I didn't want it to come across that I was bashing everybody in the community, but I really wanted it to be a kind of a helpful totally. thing. But I realized this, this could, this could come across. This is what all you people are doing wrong. Mm, uh, yeah, which well, is not my intention at all. Yeah, An open uh, letter to copy chief. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> 
and obviously you didn't you didn't name any names. Um, so, but you know, hey, look, it, it's funny. Like I'm, I'm, I don't know who these people are, but I, I'm like judging from the people who didn't like the article, <laughs> who didn't like this article, and maybe that's who they are. But uh, let's dive into it because, and this is also look for this article on um, Copy Chief. Um, you could just go to Copy Chief and search the blog, copychief.com forward slash blog, search Abby Woodcock, and you'll see this article listed there. We'll probably call it 11 reasons, freelancers, 11 reasons why you're not closing more, more deals or something like that. Um, all right. So let's just dive into them. We'll probably get through uh, five here is my goal. And then we'll have a part two of this episode. So awesome. So here we go. Number one. Yeah. So number one, uh, super simple, but it, it was the a signal to me immediately before I even met them that like, oh, they're not professional. Uh, and that's what their email address was. Uh, it wasn't a ton of people, but there was a couple that probably are still using the same email address they had in high school, like iHeartSkateboarding at gmail.com or, you know, or nice. cool guy at Hotmail, you know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so it was it, it's such a simple thing, but it's such yeah. a signal to clients that like, hey, I'm actually a, a professional uh, and I, I know what I'm doing. So, uh, and you can do this for free, you know, uh, Gmail, just first name, last name. My, you know, I've, I've a couple email addresses that I use and one of them is just Abby Woodcock at Gmail. Um, you know, just be super simple. And then if you want to splurge and spend like $12 a year, most, uh, you buy the domain name. And most times when you buy a domain, it, domain, it comes with like 10 or a hundred email addresses and you can just do like Abby at abbywoodcock.com. So right. super simple. So let me ask you this. Um, I use, forever mine's been kevin.rogers23 at Gmail because that's when I first signed up. And, uh, you know, I, I've made it. But is that something, like, even that is, like, too, eh, why have the 23 in there? Like, you know, kevin at copychief.com, a much more professional email address, right? Yeah, for sure, the, the kevin at copychief. But if I had gotten, you know, if, it, if it's a name like Kevin Rogers, you know, there's probably more than one of them out there. So, you know, sometimes you don't have the option of doing Kevin Rogers at Gmail. My guess is that probably wasn't even available. Right, um, exactly. Right. You know, if you have a name where you don't have to put the number, then take it off. But I don't think that would make a huge difference. It was just when it was something like, you know, just totally out there or, you know, Cool yeah. Kevin 42, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's the, yeah. It's, it's show that you've grown up past when you first got in, discovered this email thing. Yeah. Right, and by exactly. the way, as a side note, whenever people unsubscribe from my list and I look at the list, it's always Hotmail and Yahoo addresses, right? <laughs> yeah. so, I have a question. Like, go ahead, man. If it was an, uh, an AOL address, would, would that sway you in any way? <laughs> yeah, there you go. AOL or um, uh, my uh, parents had Roadrunner, which was the Time Warner cable internet, like when it first came out, non-dial-up uh, internet. So every once in a while, I get an email from people locally that's like at roadrunner.com. And I'm like, wow, you've had email forever. Oh, yeah. No, I had that was mine, too. And the, it, the worst address ever, it was, uh, you know, um, at Roadrunner. You know, uh, no, Tampa Bay dot RR dot com. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, exactly. There'd be a clunkier address in the world. Right. So. Oh. <laughs> OK, cool. So very simple. But you're right. Like a, an instant. One of those things that you see and, and you wouldn't think people are judging you on this, but they are. And it's an easy fix. So that's great. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And so number two is a is an interesting one that I don't know if people would think about. Uh, and that's if you're doing a Skype call or a Zoom call, uh, get on video if you can. Um, 
I had a couple people that did video and I was ready to do video on all of them, but I didn't, uh, I wasn't presumptuous that everybody else was ready. So I let them kind of take the lead on that. Mm-hmm. And the two people that I did on video, it was like an instant connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was so much more personal. I like felt like, wow, I like really like this person and maybe I don't have a fit for them right now, but like I know their names and I know their faces and I'm going to remember them where the people that were just audio or on the phone, they weren't as memorable to me and I didn't feel as strong a connection. So I don't think that it would make or break anything, but I think it definitely gives you an edge if you're on video and make that connection that way. That's a great point. And so I guess what we can do there is just be prepared to be on video uh, and let the the client or prospect sort of take the lead on it, right? Yeah, so for sure. If, if it's Skype call and they pop on no video, yeah, let it just be audio. If they pop on with video, it's kind of weird that you're not following suit. Yeah, so, absolutely. you know, hair and makeup, whatever you feel you need to do to, you know, prepare for that. Uh, uh, and then here's a little tip. Um, be a conscious of what's in your background when you do video. Like it doesn't have to, you don't need to build the set, but don't be in your bedroom with like dirty clothes piled up on the bed <laughs> behind you. It's just is like, ah, you know, so just, just take a minute to go, what am I representing here? Yeah, for sure. You know, dirty dishes in the sink or, you know, if, even if you have a bookshelf behind you, even if it's like got kids books on it, I'm like, Oh, that person reads. That's a, that's a plus. <laughs> you know, So it's They're like, okay. Very into Seuss. Yeah. I love yeah. Seuss. <laughs> They're literate. So, okay. Plus one for them. You know, <laughs> so. Hey, producer Jonathan here. And I know I'm interrupting the program, but it is for a very good reason. If you are not already a member of Copy Chief, then you probably should be. And if you go to the website right now, you can get on the waiting list and maybe get a spot when we open, or you can do the smart thing. Right now, today, you can join Copy Chief by going to copychiefradio.com and you can skip the line. No waiting list. But I got to warn you, you'll only have 30 minutes from the time you land on copychiefradio.com to join. And that's so we don't have any time wasters or scragglers. So make sure that you're absolutely ready. Then go to copychiefradio.com today and join. Cool. All right. So video is a plus. Um, Follow suit. Great. All right. Number three. Yeah. So this is, I think, one I want to really dive into. um, And that's preparation. So in the post that I put on Copy Chief, where a lot of these writers that I interviewed came from, I kind of spelled out what I was looking for. And I said, you know, uh, one of the things I'm really focused on is voice. Uh, so I wrote a little ebook, you know, if we end up working together, it's something that you're going to be expected to read and understand because it's really the core of my business. And a few people, probably it was probably about half and half that had something to say about that ebook that they had. It's a really short free ebook on my site mm-hmm. that they had read before the call. Uh, and so they're like, Oh, you know what you said in um, this page was really interesting in your ebook. And I was like, Oh, you know, they, they prepped, they knew something about me. Yeah. And then probably the other half, when I started talking about things, it was clear that they had no idea what I was talking about, which was a little disappointing to me uh, because it wouldn't have taken that much time And I got to thinking, you know, these people probably when they're getting on other client calls, aren't doing the the prep, which is 
you know, reading their blog, looking at their website, understanding what products they offer currently, or if they give you some information before the call, you know, you can, you can impress them on the call with like an instant result. Uh, if you just take 10 minutes before the call to, to look over some stuff. So, yeah, no, it's a great point. It's especially again, when it's something easy, right? If it's, um, look, depending on the, the gig potential, that's how much effort you want to put into prepping for the, for the, I mean, really what you should do is just be in the habit of if it's worth it for you to be on the phone, even talking about this job, you should expect to do some prep, right? But yeah. what a difference between when you start to call, Hey, there's some small talk. How's it going? You go, Hey, great. You know, I got to tell you, Abby, um, I read your ebook and oh my God, it was, you don't have to lie. Maybe, you know, but I'm, I'm sure like you, your ebook is great. And so anybody who reads this is going to like it and go, you know, it was so interesting for me to identify what I think would be my voice because I'd never really thought about it. And I'm this type. And then you have a little conversation about that. And boom, what a difference to be off and running on that foot rather than you wondering for half the call, did they even read the damn book? Yeah, exactly. And so if you're doing, you know, say you're writing web copy for somebody and they're like, oh, I'm redoing my website. Just by looking at their current website and say, hey, you know, it was interesting. I was looking at your about page and I don't really see any benefit uh, for your customer on your about page. So that's something, you know, if we went forward that we could really focus on. And then instantly they're impressed with you. They're like, you know, that's exactly what I was thinking, you know, and and have a couple ideas for them. Uh, I think people sometimes are a little bit scared to give away anything on those prospect calls, you know, like doing work for free or something. But you know, if you're a copywriter, at least for me, when I go to somebody's website, I'm immediately in that mode anyway. Like, oh, this headline could be improved if they, they added a benefit to it. You know, something to us that's like, well, duh. But to the client, you know, that's really great information that really makes them excited to work with you. Yeah. Like you said, it's it's like you're, you're having the thought anyway, and all you're doing is deciding to share it. It's not yeah. like you have to go, oh, let me block off an hour in my schedule to do a full critique on this. <laughs> you yeah. know, you're just, you should be seeing it anyway. And if you, and look, it's a really good practice to find out what's a cool way to share that little piece of information without seeming, you know, too judgy or uh, uncool, right? Yeah. Um and when you do that, you're right. They come alive and they're like, oh, wow, if this is if this is their free advice, I can only imagine when I pay uh, how great this is going to be. So, yeah, absolutely. Great tip. Yeah. And so I guess that kind of segues well into the, the fourth item, which was asking questions. Uh, so I, I we actually had a call, both of us, Kevin, with a potential client last week. And I had a I had a list you know, when we got on that call of, there was like five things I wanted to make sure that I asked them about the project. And that came from my prep. You know, I'd looked into what they had sent over and I had five questions ready to go that, you know, and it really made a difference in the conversation and made them feel like, you know, wow, she's really serious about this. Like she's really interested and she's, she's coming up with things that we maybe hadn't thought of in the project or, it, even there's potential for expanding the project if you're asking the right questions. Um, right. And so for me, when I was uh, interviewing people, um, I had a list sitting right next to me of, and it was just items that I needed support on. So there was about, I don't know, six or seven clients that I have in my pipeline that I could use support on. And I was trying to see where people would fit uh, on that list. And I had a couple people just ask the simple question of, 
what specifically are you looking for help on? Because I write in a couple different niches and I'm curious to see if you have anything that fits. And I would go down the list and I had one guy that asked me that question and there is a, a medical device of sorts, um, a client that I'm, I'm working with. And he's like, oh, you know what? Actually, uh, I went from working in the medical field to now going into copywriting, but I, you know, I had studied you know, medicine for six years so I could really contribute to that. And had he not asked that question and we dug in, I would have never known that and would have never fit him with that project. Right. Uh, It's just, you know, really digging in and asking questions and you never know kind of what information is going to come out. Plus it just looks like you prepared better. Right. And, you know, there's a whole another conversation about the the one in control is the one asking the questions and asking a lot of, you know, questions shows that you're looking to do good work and you're it also shows that you're looking to qualify the client as much as you are present yourself as someone who's qualified for the gig, right? You shouldn't just be the, Hey, I'm totally available. And hopefully I can answer these questions correctly. And you'll hire me. It's like, let's, you should come a freelancer needs to come to the call saying, let's find out if we're a match that goes both ways. And so it's important for you to have questions. Uh, and here's something, you know, I stress to freelancers, uh, cause they, they often get nervous going into a call cause they're afraid what if they ask me something and I just don't know? Or, you know, what if they're trying to, it feels like they're trying to get free, uh, you know, free critique or free consult out of me? Or what if based on what they want, I'm not prepared to give a price yet, what do I do? The answer is ask questions. Answer a question with a question, right? It it gives you time to think and uh, and just to follow up on that pricing a little bit, you don't have to give a price on that call every time. You know, it's yeah. perfectly fine to say, okay, yeah, I'm happy to give you a price. Just let me ask you a couple questions. And then at the end of that, I go, okay, great. Let me just gather all my notes and I'll, I'll get you a proposal tomorrow. Yeah, uh, I rarely give a price on the call. I do sometimes, uh, especially if I know ahead of time, really the details of the project. But most often, that's exactly how I answer the, the pricing at the end is I'll say, okay, well, a couple more details. Are you looking for strategy or just writing? Or are you looking for this? Or are you looking for that? Uh, it also saves problems down the road where there's misunderstanding about what you're getting paid for by asking a lot of questions. And then at the end, that's exactly what I do. You know what? Let me get this together in a proposal. I got to figure out timeline for you uh, and I'll send you over timeline and budget. Uh, and then, you know, as long as they know it's coming in a couple days or a day, usually I try to do it within a day, you know, they're more than happy. I've rarely had anybody on a call be like, no, I need to know the price right now. And, uh, if they do, they're probably not for me anyway. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. What does that say about, they can't wait one day. That means they're price shopping. That's their number one criteria. And it's, uh, it's a red flag. I got yeah, a question for, sure. for you guys for clarification. Cause I do the same thing. I, I do all my uh, calls for my business. So if you give uh, a price after the call, does is one day minimum or can you do it a few hours later after you collect your notes? What do you guys think is better? So what I always say, it's, it's going to be within, you know, depending on what my schedule is, 24 to 48 hours. And if I can shoot it over to them within a couple hours, then it's, you know, it goes with that like under promise over deliver thing. You know, they're really excited to, to get that you know, really quickly and then they can make their decisions based on that. But yeah, I've sent it over, you know, really quick after a call before. Yeah, I agree with that. I think, you know, why wait around? 
and definitely want to be sooner than later. That's for sure. If you say a day, you can't, it can't be two days. You, you at least have to say, uh, so sorry, I can't get the quote to you today. You know, my cat threw up. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it would be really bad if that happened because it's just a horrible way to set, you know, set the tone, but, um, at least that's better than, you know, flippantly showing up two days later when you set a day, that's important. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that's our, our number five one it, yeah. it goes with that about being punctual. And so that's when you're getting, when you say you're going to be somewhere or get them something, do it on time and showing up on time to the call, um, is so huge. Like I just cannot overstate what a red flag it is for me when somebody shows up even three or four minutes late to a call. You know, if we're going to start at two o'clock, you know, be ready to go at two o'clock. You know, it's pretty simple and there's very few things that should get in the way with that, in the way of that, that you're not going to know about ahead of time. You know, if your day is so busy that you might be late, then don't schedule a call at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, Dan Kennedy calls it like the number one indicator of success in a business relationship that he has, you know, that that's his, if they're late, they're out of the running to work with him. That's yeah. just, you know, that's just the way it goes. So. 100%. And it's true. It, it, it makes me laugh because we had, uh, when you set that criteria for yourself and it becomes a known thing, uh, people will follow suit. Yeah. And so, so, you know, that when John Carlton famously set up the, that dinner with Dan Kennedy uh, a while back, John and I behind the scenes were really critical about we cannot be a minute late <laughs> yeah. to, to meet him in the lobby, be there five minutes early. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? Like, and of course, Dan, like walked the, on the dime, like there he was, mm -hmm. not a second earlier, not a second later. And it was like, so that's not just business, that's his life. And, and it's just a really good a criteria to, to set for yourself for everything. It, it says so much about your character. Great point. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. So Jonathan, that wraps up part one of these uh, super cool, helpful um, tips on how to not blow the gig, just simple things you can do. And so we're going to be back uh, with part two next week. So let's do a quick review. It was have a professional email address, use video if you can, Prepare, do a little bit of research, ask a lot of questions, and be punctual. Is that right? Yeah, yep, exactly. I'm taking notes, and I've got questions for you. No. <laughs> all right, so all right, so that's a wrap. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Abby, and we'll be back on the next one. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of Copy Chief Radio. If you like what you heard here and you want more... Go to copychiefradio.com. This is the podcastfactory.com.